on June 20. Our church celebrates the feast day of St. Methodius of Batara. The following are some details of his life and works. Acclaimed as one of the church's greatest theologians and philosophers, Methodius served with great distinction. So much attention was drawn to his great work that whether he was Bishop of Patara or Olympus, as some contend, matters little in view of the fact that he was most certainly was a bishop and a contributor to the perpetration of Christianity so nobly expressed in his prolific ecclesiastical literature. The author of numerous articles, he took issue with anything seen as a threat to the church and promoted every worthy cause of humanity. Travelling extensively into regions which included Patara, Olympus, Pamphylia, Lycia and Tyron, he made a shambles of paganism and fortified Christianity with his strong theology, a compelling orator who drew his strength from the tr truth of Jesus Christ. The venerated historian St. Jeremy labelled Methodius as the most eloquent spokesman for Christianity, calling attention to the literary genius of Methodius, with which he could have made a name for himself had he chosen to write children's stories. He chose to write for all mankind, for we are but the children of God, and in writing for the children of God, he encompassed all phases of theology with a rhetorical skill that drew the plaudits of scholars and theologians alike. St. Jeremy has written that Methodius took issue with two great figures, one, a pre-Christian philosopher, the other, a well-regarded theologian, both of whom he admired, but each of whose ideological flaws were in conflict with the traditional values he so staunchly defended. In answer to Plato's Symposium, which dwells on the temporal, Methodius gave praiseworthy reply in the Symposium of the Virtues, which stresses the spiritual as well as the moral aspects of human behavior. In the latter work, ten virgins are presented to the reader as characters who individually extol the virtues to be found in mankind and then collectively underscore the spiritual in a summation that offers a dramatic train of logic outlining the truth and beauty of Christianity. Methodius also took issue with the renowned theologian and philosopher Oregon, a church historian of renown upon whom Methodius looked with considerable admiration, but some of whose ideas, which were defended by those who choose to side with Oregon as being innovative, he considered alien to tradition. He took a strong stand against the teachings about the resurrection of Oregon, whose concept that the body had undergone a transformation within the tomb was, was fiercely disputed. Other issues, including the approach to the cosmos as an eternity which differed from the concept of the universe of Methodius, divided the two great theological thinkers, but traditional dogma lent support more to the philosophy of Methodius on these matters. Those who felt the verbal lash of Methodius more than any within the church, including the heretics, were the pagans, worshippers and cultists of every description. He lumped them into a compost heap of humanity whose only hope, he incensedly reminded them, lay in their abandonment of false ideas and the acceptance of the Messiah. 
It was for this purpose that he would leave the pulpits and take to the streets to mingle with the skeptics, the agnostics, and the hesitant whose confidence he won with greater ease than the confirmed pagans whom he pursued for Christ, even with greater determination. This determination brought him martyrdom when he was put to death on June 20.